Hi, and welcome to Lesson 6, Master of Manifestation. In this lesson, we're going to discuss more of the law and talking about how all is mind. I don't know if anyone has ever read books by, like the Divine Pymander or the Emerald Tablets, but Toth talks about how all is mind. And it is so simple, yet it is so difficult because our minds have this programming and they just go crazy and they take off by what we see with our two physical eyes. And we get really wrapped up in that movie and not in the one that we actually want to create. So here's a question. If you have the opportunity today to control your thoughts, to control your words in your behaviors and actions, will you choose to control them? Because what you don't choose to control will control you. And it, the question is, will you allow your old thoughts and feelings and beliefs and actions to run roughshod over you? Are you going to allow them to continue to control you? Will you take your power back? That's the question that you're going to ask yourself today. Because again, if you don't choose that, then, and you don't choose to take control of these things, and, and you're going to say, well, how do I do that? It's through awareness, by becoming aware of what you're going to say, what you're going to think, and what you're going to do. So it's almost a little bit premeditative, right? Do you hear the word meditative is in that pre means to think ahead, to meditate upon how your day is going to be. And every morning you should be spending at least five minutes, but you know what, when your eyes open, being simply grateful for the day and stating today is going to be a great day or stating whatever it is that you want, but really in contemplation about how I know that I'm the creator and I'm going to choose to take control of my life. And that means that we have to be, you know, stop thinking things about what's going to happen at work and how so-and-so is going to say this, and then I'm going to say this, and then my boss is going to act like that, and I'm going to do, no, stop. You're the controlling party. How is your day going to be? How are your conversations going to go? Think about it. And you will be amazed if you begin to apply this. This is called taking your power back. It's turning within and looking at what you are experiencing because what you see out there does not, is not created out there. It's actually created within you. It's not other people. It's how we choose to react to the other people. It's what we say and what we think. And we often do that. We have these conversations. Well, I know that they're going to say, and that's an addictive pattern when we're thinking, you know, when he's going to say this to me, and then I'm going to say that to her, and then she's going to go tell him, and then they're going to, and the next thing you know, you wonder, why is your life so miserable? And why are you constantly under mental stress and emotional pressure? And it's because we have these conversations in our head that we're not even aware of. I remember when I realized I've got to stop fighting. I was not only fighting myself, and that was the ultimate fight. I was in a battle with my own mind, my own neural networks, that wheel that just kept rolling. But I was having these conversations within my mind, and I thought, no wonder you have chaos. And I, and I said, that's it. When I really saw it, when I really got it, I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I had to catch myself. I, trust me, we all fall. We will continue to fall. It's not perfect, 
But when you make the effort to do it, it changes everything. How you treat others is an example and and a testament to how you treat yourself, to what you think about yourself. And it's also a testament to how other people have treated you growing up. It's in the relationships that we repeat over and over again, whether they be romantically or in business and work or others in society, whatever relationship it is, even with the checker at the checkout. You know, some people say, oh, my God, I hate these checkers. It's like, that's not the way you want to go into that. You need to be grateful that they're checking you out to begin with. You know, we also need to understand you never know what another person is going through. You never know what's really in their mind. And we judge people so harshly because we were judged. And others judge us and we judge them. And then we're on that wheel. And we have many wheels. It's not just one wheel. We repeat things over and over again. So what is it that you can do to see the fastest change? It's change your attitude. Attitude changes and attitude shifts change energy at the most incredibly fast speed. And you want to come from a place of, yes, I can. Yes, I can do better. I know that I need to be able to say to myself, yes, I can. I can do that. I can love more. I can give more positivity. And you keep repeating that to yourself because we get caught up in a negative mindset. And then the negative mindset gets really sloppy. So then we're in a sloppy, slothful mindset. And when we are in a negative and a slothful mindset, we have an unsettled mind, which creates unsettled energy, which creates ripples and waves in the field of energy that surrounds us into the greater field. And the next thing you know, we start having issues with other people and chaos is present. Or we're too stuck in our sensual mind and we're thinking only about the things that our senses can bring us. What can I eat? What is that smell? What is that sexual feeling that I can get from somebody? And then you get into that mindset and you're chasing something because you feel like you need that to fulfill you. And then you get burned and then you have a skeptical mindset. You become doubtful. And then you put that on everybody. Do you see that it is the mindset that creates the energy field that we emit that then affects the greater field of the all that we are a part of? What you can control is how you show up for yourself. So what is your attitude like? How do you respond to situations and feelings and thoughts and people Because that's how you show up for yourself. You can push yourself. You can encourage yourself to shift your attitude. And this forms different beliefs. It forms different habits. And it forms different patterns. And it is so simple because it's in self-awareness. You see, the slothful mind, the lazy mind, is used to going to sleep and falling into slothfulness, to laziness. And it likes to operate in a slumber and it keeps you stuck. And you get up and you are addicted to Netflix or Amazon Prime, which they have some really great shows, right? But then that triggers something in you and it makes you feel a certain way and you keep going back to it. 
Or are you watching YouTube? Are you listening to theories about how you're being lulled to sleep and controlled? And why do you listen to that? Is it to wake yourself up or is it to stay lulled and controlled? Because you still have to wake up whether you read about it or you listen to it on YouTube. So don't you see how that reinforces your slumber? What are you focusing on? Because what you focus on is what you get. And the fact that you are asleep and being tricked into buying more stuff that you really don't need, right? Because you think that, okay, if I buy this, it's going to make me feel a certain way. People are going to look at me and they're going to think whatever it is that you want them to think. And then I feel a certain way, but it isn't the stuff. You can feel that way anyway. You have to remember these things are props. And when the prop goes away, can you still sustain that feeling? Or do you think that the prop makes you happy? So you can control things like not complaining by shifting your attitude to gratitude. You can practice being thankful that you have the ability to change the energy in your attitude. You can be thankful every day. You can say, I'm really grateful that I have the ability to change my attitude, and that's going to shift what I see and experience. Some people will say to me, okay, I want a million dollars right now. So I say, okay, shift your attitude. That attitude of I want now is fine, but that attitude is always laced in anger and resentment and greed. It isn't about the true reception of wanting a million dollars. It's almost a defiance saying, okay, but I want a million bucks now. See, this never worked. Well, okay, so if you go into it with that attitude, what are you going to get? You're trying to prove that your negation of this, your obstacle, your blockage is what's real. So the universe is really waiting for you to do the things that we've discussed in the first five lessons. The universe wants you to empower you. That's what it asks you to do, to speak words of creation that are beautiful, that are kind, that are positively reinforcing to you in your life. So words that are creative, words are creative in and of themselves. So I want you to think about the words you use because that is what you're creating. This can become very mind-bending. And as you go deeper and deeper into yourself, you also realize that you can control whether or not you're actually doing these things. You can control who you keep in your life or who you move away from or who you remove. Negative people and negative thoughts want to take control of your mind because they feed off of it. Haven't you ever seen when you've been hanging out with friends that are really negative about themselves and they don't have a lot of self-esteem? You realize one day when you start doing this work, I can't do this anymore. My God, this is toxic to me. And it pisses them off because you are not doing the old negative thing that they feed off if they don't know what to do with your positivity. And you're so new at it that you have to keep it to yourself and you have to build upon it so that when you do eventually hang out with them, you can say, no, 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 no. You know what? We've been doing that forever. And one of the reasons I needed to pull away is because I realized we could change this. And so do you. So do you want to be fed upon or do you want to feed upon something positive? Do you want people to feed upon you with, you know, so that you engage with them and you do what they want you to do? Is that what you want? 
Or do you want to control your own mind? And do you want to feed upon things that are positive? Do you want to get emotionally worked up and crazed? Do you want the negative excitement to take over your thoughts and feelings? Or do you want to be excited about the things that you know you're creating and you watch and you take responsibility for your life as you watch and shift reality? It bends. So when it's crazy, it makes it so you can't think straight. And that's a lot of relationships that are very tit for tat. You can't think straight. That's what gaslighters do. It's craziness. That's what ghosters do. People that come back and forth. You wind up being in the pit of despair. And you think that there's no love in the world. You think that things can't get better for you. And then you get stuck. Is that what you want for you? Do you want struggle to be your existence? Because you're being given a gift if you shift the attitude and it's all within your mind. It doesn't cost you a thing. Don't fall for that negativity of people feeding off of you and keeping you stuck. Make your mind stronger than your feelings by controlling your thoughts, by controlling your responses to feelings and how, look at how feelings create thought and how thought creates feelings. They are intricately linked. The one thing that you have is the free will to choose differently. And the universe does not care how you choose to live. It simply fills the order. The universe and the law, they don't ever sleep. And if you lay down and you show weakness, you're done. The universe will mirror back to you your reality. It shows you your best and it shows you your worst self. Tim Grover says that a lot. Then he says that the universe, he doesn't say the universe, but then he says something to the effect of, and then it hands you the choice all over again. So if you want to take the offer that the universe is giving you, first you have to ask what it is that you need to have delivered to you. If you continue to do the same things, that keep you stuck, then you keep getting the same thing and you remain stuck. But you always have have a choice and that is what the universe always gives you. That's why we have said in all of these lessons, choice is your superpower. It's your ultimate reality check. It's a reminder of who you really are. It's a reminder of who are you pretending to be or who are you truly showing up to be. It always delivers to you exactly what you believe. So where are you going to put your mind? Are you going to turn it on what you want? Are you going to focus on your goals? Are you going to put together some sort of one simple goal so that you can prove to yourself that you can make this change? Are you going to use your will? Are you going to focus on what the law does for you? And are you going to show up and meet it where it's at? Because every single time that you show up and meet it where it's at with absolute focus, yes, I can. I'm ready to receive this. I am in a state of receiving. It'll give it to you. We always, you know, at first and not always, but we can wind up saying, I'm getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready. And eventually you just have to be ready. Because when you're ready, you say, okay, I'm ready. I'm done. 
I can receive it. I'm open to it. It'll deliver it every time. Because in this culture, what we're expecting is we expect people with our phones and the immediacy of the information technology world, everybody's got to be available. We feel like we always have to be available. And then what happens is, is we lose a sense of self. We lose a sense of what it is like to actually be with ourselves and what we want because we're so busy responding and looking at and, and so we're always in the state of urgency, if that makes any sense. We think that, for example, if somebody doesn't respond to our text message right away, it means this. I didn't hear from somebody right away, so it means that. We don't even give people time to think and feel about what they want. And, we, and then we say, okay, if he or she doesn't respond to me or they don't respond to me in X amount of time, they're not interested. And that's not even the case. We've literally taken the ability to allow people to feel and think their way through it because we say, if you don't know now, you're never going to know. And I can tell you, I have read for people and worked with people in counseling sessions, and that is absolutely not true. Some people may not be ready because they've got their fears and they want to make sure that the person is the person that they say they are and that they can commit to a relationship and give and receive what they want. And so many people are using that phone to invade quiet time of other people and the mindset and the impending urgency of you need to tell me now or it isn't real. And that tells me you don't have any healthy boundaries. It tells me that you allow people to interrupt your space, that you don't get time to think, that you're trying to take that energy and you're trying to throw it on something. But I've watched people come back together a month, a year, a day, whatever it is. I've seen jobs that were... were supposed to be offered to people, not happen right away, and then come back. And it was the perfect timing. So you have to take the quiet time. And you cannot allow people to take your quiet time away. And you have to allow others to have that quiet time. You know, we're on call 24-7 all the time. Shut your phone off. See what that feels like. And I do that. I will turn my phone off. And I will go take care of myself. And you know what I realized is it feels so good. I felt so free. And I realized how addicted we are to it. And it is almost like a job. So what if we only allowed our phone to be on during the hours that we were working? And, and all of a sudden, you know what I realized? God, we're addicted to this little tiny device that fits in our hands. And it is connecting us to everything and everybody except myself. And so I said, okay, wait, I need to connect with myself daily. And for me, it seems like I am on call a lot because I'm receiving a lot of text messages and I have to be on my phone. My appointments are booked through my website um, or people will just text me directly, especially if they're out of the country. And so here we go again. It's like every night before you go to bed, are you reviewing your day in your mind? Did you allow yourself time to be alone, to have that space to be you, to think, or, or are you afraid of that? And that's okay too. It's okay to look at yourself and say, I've got fear around that. I don't want to be alone. It's how you get to know yourself. 
Are you sending love to reviewing your day where you feel like you messed up or somebody else tripped up on you and maybe they messed up? Did you send love to them? And I want you to do that again every night. It only takes a couple of minutes because when you get up in the morning, your subconscious mind has taken that information and it's reprocessed it and downloaded it. And it's made it into something so much better and more positive because you sent love to it. So when you review your day, it clears a lot of the energy and thought. It allows you to visualize before you go to sleep good things. So remember, when you get up, you create your day. You create the circumstances in your life. How do you do that? With your attitude. Where do you place your thoughts? What do you give meaning to? Where is your attention? Is your, is your intention on who did you wrong? You know, what we'll find a lot of times is we have habits and patterns of thinking that everybody does us wrong. Or we're wondering, how are they going to do us wrong? Or we're wondering, who's going to cheat on us? Or we're going to wonder, who can we trust? Who can we not trust? And the questions that we want to ask ourselves is, what can we do to cultivate trust? Do we trust ourselves? Do you do people wrong yourself? Did you cheat? All of those things. And I promise you, most of us will say no, but everybody cheats and everybody lies and everybody does somebody wrong. And we have to change that in order to cultivate trust. And we have to have courage and strength to rewrite that script. And we have to have courage and strength to look within ourselves. You have to go admit it to anybody. You only need to confess it to yourself and then choose to change it. And then that rewrites the script because that is no longer who you will allow yourself to be. When you don't allow yourself to be that anymore, you absolutely step into a different energy field and the others that you encounter, you won't allow them to be that either. You won't even attract it. So will you help yourself see that you can create the circumstances, the relationships that nurture you and surround yourself with really solid people and friends and circumstances, even just one person that you can trust. But do you trust yourself? Did you grow up with guidance as to what trust is? And if not, you need to learn about trust from a source that will define trust for you, and then you can define for yourself. If it doesn't feel right, don't follow that source. If you don't like what I'm saying, turn the podcast off. Go find something that feels right. Because having trustworthy people around you means that you are trustworthy and trusting of yourself and your decisions and your ability to make the world better for you and for others. That's how it works. You can't make the world better for yourself without affecting everything because we're all connected. So take note. Are you confusing codependency and people-pleasing? And be, are you self-betraying yourself using empathy and love when you can't trust yourself? Because that is saying, I can't trust myself to love myself. I can't trust myself to be loving 
and empathetic to others because I feel like I need to please them. I don't feel like I can speak up for myself. Do you see how that's not trusting ourselves too? So we have to have the courage to say, you know what, I'm a people pleaser and I don't like it and I'm afraid to speak up for myself. So I betray myself, but be empathetic with yourself and see that. And then begin to tell yourself, I can speak for myself. I can write for myself. I can say I'm not comfortable. I can shut my energy down and show people I'm not comfortable. But the one thing I am going to do is I am no longer going to do that. And when you move away from that, it changes. You don't have to be verbally aggressive or assertive. Sometimes you can stay silent and you can make the change. You see, a lot of us were, were taught as kids to perform or to achieve. And this is an extension of our parents' self-worth. Were your parents trustworthy? It's a good question, isn't it? So when we talk about relationships, are you taking responsibility for yourself or do you want somebody else to fill your void or make you happy? Because if you have that person in your life, that means you're going to be what? And a lot of us say loved and you're loved anyway. You just have to find that love within yourself. Many of us stay outside gazing, loving people who don't even recognize us or people that don't love us back or consciously, actively love us back because it's safer to visualize and fantasize about it. Is that where you are? And you say, no, no, I really want that. And it's like, then why do you choose unavailable people? Why do you choose to be disappointed over and over again? Why do you give of yourself? Why do you do things from a state of expectation from others? Does it really make you happy? And do you give with abandon? Or do you give hoping that something comes back and then you feel shorted because you never had an agreement with the person. The person can't read your mind. You know, when people give gifts and they expect something back and they don't ever get anything back, it may just be that you're dealing with someone who doesn't give gifts the way that you give. Somebody doesn't show up the way that you show up. People will mirror back to you sometimes your own dysfunction and your own imbalance. I know that there was a time a girlfriend of mine said, I've never met anybody as giving and generous as you. And I thought to myself, but sometimes I feel like I just don't get back. And I had to really look at that. Most of the time I was just giving because I loved people and I also wanted them to love me. And so my mentor said, what would happen if you just stopped giving? What if you just showed up and you were just you? And that changed everything. I felt so much more balanced and so much more free. So what are the things you talk about? What do you have control over? You have control over the conversations that you have with other people. What do you say about yourself? What do you say about your friends? I've noticed that many, many people that I've overheard before are making fun of other people or they insult them or they attack them and they get caught up in their own insecurity and pain and they don't even see it. And so refraining from participating in any kind of trash talk or gossip about people, whether it's true or not, 
is really important because you start to realize how you have learned to judge so heavily. And then you'll ask yourself, where the hell did I learn to judge like that? My God. But it's rampant in our society. So it stops happening to you when you don't hang out with people like that. It stops happening to you when you stop participating in it. It stops happening when you hang out with people that talk about things that are productive. Not your last relationship drama that you keep repeating over and over again. So what does that mean? It means you've got to get interesting to yourself by being interested in things that you want to do and be. You see, you have to cultivate your mind. You have to cultivate your feelings, your essence, your energy by getting interested and interesting in who you want to do and be and the life you want to live. And your feelings dance and play and, you know, you create, sing, music, crochet, meditate, hike, bike, go to the gym. All of these things come from the thoughts and the feelings that you're cultivating. And it's an attitude that you have. It's a positive energy that turns things positive. Because when we speak negatively, it drains our energy. And then our attitude turns dark. Now, as much as people don't want to talk about their health, one of the most important things is what you put in your body. You know, using food or alcohol or shopping or substances to avoid or numb our own emotional pain is going to create more emotional pain. Having a job that makes you feel burnt out and exhausted is another way of numbing emotional pain. Having a job that um, is, is actually productive and that you love doesn't even feel like work. Hurtful and abusive family dynamics that we ignore or accept or we participate in because we feel forced to drains our energy. Unconsciously manipulating friends, lovers, parents, and being deceptive with ourselves means that we manipulate ourselves and we're deceptive with our own self. What does this mean? It means don't allow your past and your current pain to define you or stop you. You need to rise up. You need to pull yourself together. You have to keep pushing past and nobody can do it for you. It's up to us to use our minds and concentrate on how we think, how we feel, how we behave, and how we act towards ourselves and towards others. We need to forgive people who offend us, and that can be really hard because we feel offended and we want to fight, but we're not. If we don't even respond or react to that, we have no reaction whatsoever because we know that isn't about us. It goes right back. It goes nowhere. It's just energy. So master the art of going to bed and reviewing your day backward. Stop guessing and start believing. You can do it. Prove it to yourself. Review your day. Make the wrong things right. Send love to these things, to these people, and then set your intention for the day coming. Because when you program your mind to wake up saying, thank you, today is a wonderful day, you're going to begin to really understand every day you wake up, I am the creator, the co-creator of my day. 
And I know that when I set an intention, the universe reinforces it with me. We work together. You have to do everything that you can to make a difference because when you do, when you actually do something and you take action, you will be amazed. You're more powerful than you think you are. So you want to break the stranglehold of the perception and be brave and change it. Wake up. Don't slumber. Know the truth that you're the master of your destiny and you're the master of your fate. And I don't mean stay woke. I don't mean that we say we're more awakened than another. That's not where we're coming from. We're saying I am aware of self. Trust me, that is a full-time job, not whether somebody else is woke or not. So for this week's work, this is going to be a pretty long um, task. But who do you believe yourself to be? I want you to write that down. Take note every day of who you designed yourself to be. How do you protect yourself? Who did you become from your upbringing? What facade or mask do you wear? What, mis- what, what other masks have you worn ever? Do you use anger and gossip to cover your insecurities? Do you put others down? Do you judge people for the way they live? How are your relationships? Are you single? Do you want to be in a relationship? Are you in a relationship and do you want to be single? You want to be loved and to love another deeply to the very essence of your being? Do you want someone else to love you like that too? Can you love another to the very essence of their being, warts and all? Do you wish for a better position in your work? Do you want more recognition? Do you want financial wealth and security? then most likely your old mask is competing with your new authentic you. And this is what we're going to work on stripping away. Because you can't tell the same story, the old story, and expect that a new story is going to spring forth. And this is where we have to be vigilant. And the way to do this is to recognize what is it that we project and how do we protect ourselves and how do we lie to ourselves and hold on to beliefs yet say that we have new beliefs. You get what you believe. Remember that. And so if you're still in the old nasty self, the victim self, the playing games in the relationship self, if you're in the tit for tat or ghosting or punishing people or cutting them off because they've hurt you, and you've never really taken a look at why, you need to let that scared, broken person heal and feel empowered. And the question is, how do you do that? That scared, broken person needs to remember that they have a choice to become whole, and it is done by choice and through choice. So look at yourself. Are you rude and harsh? Are you passive-aggressive? Because self-awareness means self-analysis. But you're the only one that can change it. That's why this course is offered for free. The work is for you to do. And often we have live classes and right off the bat, I go right to stripping off the false persona. Or at least I should say I attempt to. Because there's always resistance to that. People will always argue with me for their limitations. And if you argue for your limitations, they're yours. They're your limitations. You argue for them, keep them. 
You keep saying the same things. You keep hoping for someone else to do the work for you and you remain stuck. I know because I did that. And so did the other women and men who teach with me, who you'll learn from here or learn with here because we're all learning. So in order to see change, you have to change. This week's lesson is to identify your mask and drop it or just identify it. You'll say, well, what does that have to do with with, um, the law of attraction? How does that manifest? Are you kidding? Are you not listening? That's why I've had people ask me that. We are masters of manifestation by recognizing self. All we have to do is identify it, see ourselves and how we are. There's power in this. And you don't have to be embarrassed or shamed. Some people say, I'm so embarrassed. I feel so badly and I'm ashamed. Look at that too. This is a safe place. Nobody's judging you. You're all on your own here. It's what you think. There's power in looking at self. And if you create this mask, imagine what you can create with a little practice consciously. You see, when we're full of ourselves and we're fighting to be a persona or a mask and not a person, we're a spiritual being having a physical experience. We don't allow in the new if we're fighting for the old or we've got one foot in the old and the other in the new. You're straddling that line. You're going to get hit by both sides. So you're going to have to make a sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice your idols, which are your old beliefs that you idolatry. That is like idolatry. You have these beliefs that you are, that are absolutely set in stone. I believe that this is the only way that you can make money. Be willing to relinquish those beliefs. Those things that have held you captive, the hatred, the jealousy, the anger, the envy, the pride, those things keep you tied to your old self, to your old relationships that so-and-so is going to get the karma and they're going to pay. You can't put new wine in old skins. You have to become a nobody to become a somebody. That means you have to wash yourself clean. These are some of the meanings to what that Bible, what the Bible refers to. Cleanse your mind and spirit and all will be given to you. Reset yourself is what it's saying. If you are in the old ways of holding on to the negative thoughts, habits, patterns, and feelings, you're going to receive more of that. So we have to face ourselves. Mastering ourselves is being brave enough to let go and allow in the fresh new light. So align and structure your life in a way that you don't wind up going backward. How do you do that? First of all, you have to recognize what you're doing. And then you have to accept it. Then you want to investigate. And then you want to not identify with that anymore. How do you not identify with that anymore? By identifying with something else. The only way you're going to screw this up is by not doing it and by not going all the way. Get outside, get into nature, pay attention to the plants, to the, to, well, you might say, well, I live in a city. Okay. There's gotta be a tree somewhere. There's nature around you. You just have to pay attention. You see nature set up in a way that it reveals its secrets to you. If you pay attention, look at the roof of a house. Do you notice something about the roof of the house? Just look at a roof of a house. It's a pattern. Everything in nature patterns itself. So 
A rose tree or a rose bush produces roses. A daisy bush produces more daisies. Trees, if they're deciduous, produce leaves over and over again. What does that tell you about the nature of things? What does that tell you as a human being? If you're part of all of this and you're not separate, your mind has habits and it is programmed to create patterns. And those patterns that are created over and over again become your reality until you change them. We are the only that I know, unless there is some sort of human intervention or energetic intervention over a period of time. We are the beings that are allowed to change our behaviors, habits, and patterns by being by recognizing self, by becoming self-aware. And when you recognize that you are the only being, or maybe you, you, that we are the only beings that can do that, and you see that the patterns that you're creating on the outside, you go, my God, that's just like nature. If I'm acting like this, this is why I'm getting that. So when you ask yourself, why do I keep repeating the same habits and patterns? It's because it's within you. The difference for you is, and all of us, is that we are the creative God force and we get to get up and change it. And it is simple, but it is not easy. And if you put your mind to it, because when you put your mind to it, you will see how easy it is when you really mean it, when you really want it. You're going to see that you're part and parcel to this and that this is part of being a master and being alive. And this is how we become masters of manifestation. Pay attention to nature. Look at how she repeats it over and over again. How do we recognize a pine tree? By its needles, by the smell, by its bark. Anyway, think about what those habits and patterns do. Think about yourself as nature, habit and pattern. Nature reveals her secrets to you if you spend enough time observing her. Rose bushes create roses and thorns come with them. Daisies create more daisies. If you uproot it and you pull it out, you kill the daisy tree. But I think there's probably still something in the soil that might even bring back that daisy tree. And you know, you can also make hybrids of things. They do it all the time. Sorry, I don't mean to insult anybody, but they do it with marijuana all the time. They crossbreed. So what can we do? We can do that too. We can augment. Think about how you can do that. You have the power of your mind. You can make it happen faster. Anyway, thank you for listening. And I hope you got something out of this. And I hope you're doing the lessons. And please make the world a better place.